Welcome, everyone. You've checked into the Win by Two podcast, the home of my post-game show for the Raptors' uprising of the NBA 2K League. You can find full streams of this show and previous episodes on YouTube and Spotify by searching Win by Two. Today, I'm joined by Thomas Lynch, contributor for Dimer 2K, and an analyst for the Pro-Am scene, Thomas, who actually lives in Ireland and was kind enough to chat with me today. Thank you, Thomas, for coming on to talk 2K and hoops with me, man. No problem. Thanks so much for having me. It's a really cool opportunity. I hate to assume and sound, uh, I'll use uninformed, so correct me, please, if I'm wrong, Thomas, but I have to ask, how is it being a 2K fan or a basketball fan in general in a setting that maybe is a bit more slanted towards, you know, football or other sports? Uh, It's tough, definitely. I agree. There's not much of a basketball culture over here, especially compared to America and Canada, but... Um, it's still definitely possible. I mean, obviously for me, catching up on 2K League games, I watch them the next day instead of live. But um, it makes no real difference. I can still enjoy and appreciate them and uh, analyze like I do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, basketball has always been such a, a global sport and the NBA has really prided themselves over that. And so you see the NBA 2K League beginning to do that, obviously with the you know very easy choice of giving Toronto a franchise, but more so this year with Gen G representing a team for Shanghai. Um, as someone who's more aware of the international scene, whether it's you know 2K League or, or the Pro-Am scene, uh, what do you think of that growth so far? I really, really like to see it. I know when the league first started, even there was talk of it being a global league, and that was something that I was really happy with. Um, obviously, with the APAC tournaments, with the Australian-New Zealand community, and then um, the European Invitational last year in London, um, it's good to see they're making steps in that direction. Obviously, there's no European players in the league apart from Harry that were drafted this year. But, um, you know, even the fact there was nine European players in the draft pool is a good sign. And I think mm-hmm. that if we keep on moving in a, a good direction, you know, it's something we could see pretty soon. So you talk about the steps that they've taken in a direction. Um, last question on this. Well, what steps would you like to see the 2K League take next? Uh, to be honest, I think that the way now that they've started to integrate into TV, I mean, obviously, you know, ESPN and they're showing it. Um, they're broadcasting across Canada. I think it's Sportsnet is the channel. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that if there was more European players involved in the league, I think maybe they could start broadcasting through more traditional media in Europe. But um, even then, I'm not sure what's going to happen. So I can't really say for sure. I just think definitely more international players being involved would be the good first step, and then just sort of go from there. Yeah, that that would be amazing to see. I mean, you talk, you see all the other um, different esports like League of Legends or, or Counter-Strike, um, there's a big a big part of that community comes from the, you know, European audience and European countries. Um, so, I mean, I think someone on the, on the broadcast last night had mentioned Adam Silver wanted to aim for a total of 60 NBA 2K League teams. And you, you'd imagine, you know, various countries in Europe and Asia and what have you would be part of that 60. Yeah, exactly. Even in London at the Invitational, we were talking about different cities that could potentially have teams, and it was just a really cool idea to think about. That's awesome. Great stuff. Um, Let's get into the game now. Uh, Unfortunately, there wasn't as much gameplay as you or I would hope there'd be uh, from an analysis point of view, but there seems to be an early trend of Raptors Uprising getting kicked off stream due to massive leads they've built. Uh, But I mean, I'm sure Raptors fans will surely take it. Uh, Fortunately, the one full game of footage we 
did get uh, was great. And so we'll break that down amongst the stats. Uh, let's start at the beginning. Uh, Thomas, talk about what you saw. It looked at least on the surface uh, that with Kenny winning player of the week headed into the matchup, Grizz Gaming were dead set uh, on taking him out of the game. Definitely. I mean, you can tell they made a big effort, obviously, to try and slow him down. But what I loved and what really stood out to me was the fact that, you know, they made a big effort to shut Kenny down. And then the other the rest of the team stepped up and uh, obviously took care of the scoring load. I mean, we know that it's um, obviously it's a team game. But what I love about the Raptors is how everyone contributes. Everyone gets involved. I mean, even the fact that all five players were in double digits for scoring, it's just a good sign. But there's a lot of ball movement. And uh, they really sort of play together. They don't rely particularly on one player, which is good to see. Yeah, uh, in that opening quarter with teams, obviously it was very tense in that first quarter. Both both teams were eager to get off to a quick start and not fall behind. Kenny had, had just taken one shot by the end of that first quarter, uh, but had three assists. Uh, how refreshing is it to see someone as offensively talented like Kenny, be so comfortable in, in allowing the game to come to him, not forcing the issue, and, and be able to rely on his teammates to take over. It's great. It's fantastic. I mean, patience is really, really important, but especially just even the maturity to let his teammates play and not be concerned about stepping up and scoring himself, just sort of letting the game come to him. And uh, again, letting his teammates shine and giving them the chance to score and show off their talents. It's really cool. Yeah, he ended up uh, finishing the series with uh, 28 points, 9 assists, and 6 steals in Game 1. And then 26 points, 4 assists, 4 steals to complete the sweep. So uh, a great performance from Kenny and the rest of the team, uh, both on the offensive and defensive end. Um, Now, I know you had brought up a a few clips to the table. I'm not sure if you wanted to kind of bring any of those up, or um, was there a Kenny clip? Uh, there was actually, yeah, there's one. Um, it's of him and Sick, obviously, the point guard center duo. But um, I really liked how they took advantage of the mismatch in this play. Obviously, it's a simple like play to make. It's just common sense, really. But um, the fact they were able to take advantage of it so well, split the defense, make the easy pass, and uh, just get an easy dunk. It was a nice play. Yeah, you can see uh, in this sequence they had... Uh whether it was by design or uh, maybe Goofy had made a, a slight error, he was kind of caught in no man's land out there on the wing, um, and the Raptors were able to kind of execute on that and, and get a, another key bucket early in the game. Now, on, on past episodes of the show, Thomas, we've shown love to Kenny, as we're doing tonight. We've shown love to Sick, Legit, Cook. So I'm really pumped to next highlight what Reese brought to the table against Memphis. Uh, over two games, he dropped 41 points, knocking 11 threes down on a ridiculous 85% shooting. It almost seemed like every time Reese touched the ball, it was a guaranteed bucket. How huge was he for the Raptors last night? And what did you think of his impact on the game? Absolutely massive, first of all. I mean, he had such an impact. Obviously, shooting such a high percentage is crazy, but having such an impact as well, you know, he was the bailout option for a lot of, a lot of players that I noticed anyway. Um, if they couldn't get anything going, just give the ball to Reese and he'll, he'll score for you. I mean, he's a, a consistent shot maker, but he's shown that he can get hot really easily. And once he does, he's really hard to stop. 
Yeah, and and you know I have a, a bunch of buddies who are are just now getting on to the two K league this season, and all they've been kind of hearing is you know Kenny this and sick this and timely cook here and now legit's kind of popping up and so Reese you know while he's been. Uh, very productive in the first two matchups. Uh, last night was kind of his breakout. When Reese is on his game like that, knowing that the Raptors will likely receive their usual level of production from the from the rest of the cast, how tough is it to beat this team? That's what I, I think it's so difficult because, um, you know, focusing on stopping one player won't work. And they've proved that last night, obviously, the Grizz came out trying to stop Kenny and then they got blown out by 37 points. So, um no, it's just it's crazy seeing everyone being able to produce at the same time. And, you know, they don't rely a lot of po- times you see point guards scoring 50 or 60. And mm-hmm. sometimes you don't win. even authentic Africans say when he dropped 84 points in the record game um, they still lost. They didn't um, they didn't win, even though he scored 84, which just shows that, you know, you don't need one player scoring all your points. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win and be successful. So I think especially for the team that they have, they do a great job of just splitting the points and evenly distributing everything. One final matchup that I, I kind of want to spotlight um, was the matchup between Sick and Goofy. Obviously, Goofy being one of the more prolific players in the league, winning a championship with the Knicks in season one. Um, and he's just got that you know aura to him when it comes to different 2K league players, uh, one of the uh, bigger personalities of the league. Um, early on, though, Reese as we all know, went off in the series. Early on in game one in that first quarter, a lot of it was pretty much a back and forth between Sick and Goofy. Um, what did you see in that matchup? Well, I thought it was really interesting to see. I liked, I made a lot of points about Sick's playmaking ability just because I've been focusing on him, but um, Goofy as well, the two of them going at it back and forth, they're really comfortable scoring off the dribble, which is something that I really like to see. And... Uh, even just going back and forth, getting their own rebounds and going straight back up with it and just being aggressive and looking to score, looking to take the game into their own hands. I thought it was really, really interesting. No, that's that's great stuff, Thomas. Uh, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, Thomas, thank you again for taking the time you know, out of your day, joining us all the way from Ireland. It was, it was great having you on, man. Oh, no problem at all. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, you can find Thomas on Twitter at Thomas underscore Lynch uh, 412 um, and at YouTube uh, at Thomas Lynch 412. Uh, With a win over Grizz Gaming, the Raptors Uprising team remain undefeated, off to clearly the best start in their franchise history. Up next is a matchup with another undefeated team in Hornets Venom Gaming Team. Uh, One of these squads are going to end up with their first loss of the season. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. Eastern on NBA 2K League's official Twitch and YouTube channels. On behalf of Thomas, I'm Christian Charisma. Thanks for watching, and we'll catch you again next time.